a super important podcast about hair. Question mark. Featuring Ryan Teal and Stephen Adams as your co-hosts. Let's begin. Well, fuck it. Fuck it. (laughs) Okay. So what do we want to discuss? Oh, well, we were going to discuss uh, the show, the BE show, and our trip to New York, and then the trip to Rojo, and uh, we might as well talk about Corona. Okay. And uh, and what's going on. So, I don't know. Just chat. Also, I just wanted to make sure you got back alive. <laughs> Okay, so let's just go ahead and start whenever you want. We can just bullshit it or wait into it. Let's just bullshit it. Yeah. I think. How are you, I mean, how's the state of affairs in uh, in Louisville right now? In Louisville, Kentucky? Um, it's, you know, it's funny because I, I think that um, like the rest of the cities in, in the country because of uh, the coronavirus, it, uh, like everybody is claiming a state of emergency. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it very well might be an emergency, and it very well might be a state of emergency. But in reality, you know, is it just a way for the city to make a little extra money? And if there wasn't so much social media about all of this, would it be as much of a, of a paranoia and a frenzy? Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. when was the last time that we dealt with a pandemic? Um, well, the H1N1, from what I read some statistics today, and it said that the H1N1 affected um, a ton more people. Yeah. Um, I don't have the statistics in front of me. Right. Um, and there was a third less uh, hysteria. Yes. Um, I think the hysteria is straight up coming from social media, though. I because think when the H1N1 happened, we didn't have as much social communication as we do now yeah i would agree social communication and just all just the news media everything it's like 100 times more and it's scaring people like Mm -hmm. i I know somebody who actually oh it's just my internet's unstable that's weird that should be 100 percent um but it's like i know someone who's already isolated him and his family and in Minneapolis, we, I think we are up to now 10 cases. Most of them are in the suburbs. I think one in the city. But, you know, this person's already gone through and, like, pulled his kids out of school, isolated, not going to work. Wow. And planning on doing that for the next month. Really? Yeah. Are schools shut down uh, in uh, Minneapolis? University just announced that they're going to be. Uh, my, my son's college in Iowa is going to shut down next week. So he'll be moving back here next in a week. Wow. And so, you know, like based off of, you know, okay. So here's my thought on the whole like thing and the whole, like, you know, not the big picture, obviously. Cause I mean, I don't think we even barely know the big picture. Um, but you know, me and you got to Manhattan this last weekend because this is, yeah. The, the the week after um, the brand new what is it, beauty experience, beauty which experience. Used to be international beauty show uh, in New York, um, I show up there and thirty minutes 
not even 30 minutes. It was actually like three hours after I landed, you know, they sent out an email saying that, that they were going to cancel the show. It bummed me out, actually, to be honest. I was quite pissed off. I mean, you heard me. Oh, yeah. And all the artists were... Everybody was upset about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, saw a, I saw a Facebook post. No, it was an email from uh, Natasha, the, one of the, the head organizers of the show. And it's like, her fa- this is her favorite show. And she was like really like profusely like, you know, uh, saying she's sorry about it and, you know, whatnot. And she, you know, whatever. And, you know, the thing about it is I don't hold the International Beauty Show liable for it. Like, in any way. Like, I kind of understand why they did it. I mean, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, I hold this whole media hype um, liable for it. You know, and and I feel like it's going to do a lot more harm than good. Like, even if this was real, and, and, you know, a lot of people are going to die, or if it's not, it doesn't really matter. The scare factor has already made this a global pandemic because of what it's going to do to us economically. Oh, exactly. I mean, economically, we're, it, globally, it's going to be devastating. Yeah. I mean, the stock market's already dropping. You know, it's like the U.S. already put in like $5 billion or something like that into, back into the stock markets the other day, and it's already gone. Yeah. It was supposed to boost the economy, but it actually just got sucked up. So it's curious to see what's the social, the, the social media part of it and the media part of it just like explodes it. But it's like, really, I mean, shit is happening. You know, it's like Italy's shut down. Nothing going in, nothing going out. It's fascinating. And I think, I think what scares people, especially in the media stuff about this is the virus is like so contagious and you don't know it. Yeah. And I think, which, so it's like, I don't blame BE for like closing down. I think, I hate to say it at the moment. I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. but now it's like, might've been a smart, you know, smarter move just to help contain. Cause I think what they're doing is they're trying to contain it before it explodes. So it's interesting. Thus, like my friend who's now in like isolation, he doesn't want it to, to be exposing people to it or be exposed to it. So he's hunkering in and just going to like bunker in. And you know, though, like more people have died, what, last year from the regular flu that goes around. Yes. Than, than of this one already. I mean, it's, it's you know, and, and I read something. Todd Allen is a hairdresser out of uh, Boise. and He posted a really interesting article about how, you know, we know what it is. We know what this virus is, where, you know, 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago, hold on, i got to rephrase that. Um, back in the 80s, when, when AIDS became an epidemic, we didn't even know what was causing AIDS. We didn't even realize that it was the HIV. It right. took them 10 years to discover what was even killing people. Right. So the hysteria was, was more justified back then, but again, we didn't have the means to communicate, so we couldn't spin everybody out of control. Right. And that's the problem is that we're spun out of control. Oh yeah. It's a little bit too much. I oh, mean, yeah. right now it's like, take care of yourself. If you come in contact, isolate. Yeah. You know, wash your hands, you know, don't be gross. Yeah. Wash your hands, disinfect, you know, mm-hmm. in the salon, it's really important. We're supposed to be disinfecting our tools. We're supposed to be disinfecting our chairs and our 
areas after each client. Just do that. This is why they have you do it. Aren't we supposed to anyways? Yeah, we are supposed to. So why, I mean, and it's funny because somebody brought it up the other day is that like this whole epidemic is actually making it to the point of like the people that do have compromised immune systems, it makes you now feel what it's like to have to be somebody with a compromised immune system. These people live this way all the time. It's not just, you know, just during flu season. I mean, there are people that have to worry about like washing their hands constantly because their immunity is so low or, or you know, so on and so forth. Right. So I just think that's, I think that's pretty interesting. And, you know, I mean, I, I know that we can go on and bitch about it forever. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that. No, yeah. I mean, uh, it's not, it's not worth it. It's like, I mean, I just know that when I'm kind of like the biggest thing that I'm dealing with right now is, okay, I've got 30 employees mm-hmm. and I have renters and they're afraid. So you have to like try to keep them calm and still coming into work. But at the same time, there's a few of them that don't want to come into work, but then they still want to get paid. And it's like, how do you deal with that as a business owner? And how do you like, it's really been an interesting challenge the last few days to like actually go through all of that and just like really trying to help people understand the necessity of just, just due diligence of coming in, doing your job, but at the same time, disinfecting and taking care of yourself and if you feel uncomfortable that's okay that's when you go and stay home yeah and that's okay to do it but i'm not going to be able to pay you to do that and what what gets me is is like you know in your situation as well as like as a hairdresser especially as a renter but also as a employee um if you don't have clients you don't get paid yeah i mean you might get an hourly with stipend but but still exactly um, where you have like uh, Coachella, like I heard that Coachella had had canceled for this year, and Coachella and I mean, South by Southwest, and yeah, and yeah, did South by Southwest finally declare they're canceled? Yeah, you know they're talking about uh, uh, canceling um, uh, the Derby this year. You know, if they if they cancel the Kentucky Derby, what will that do to your community? One hundred percent. And what is it doing to Coachella? Seeing as how Coachella. Um, they don't make any money all year long. They make all of their money in the city of Coachella during this one, what, two-week stint or one-week stint? It's, a, it's two weeks back-to-back, mm-hmm. two weekends back-to-back. So that's, that's pretty, I mean, devastating. You know, I know that Austin will get through it because Austin will get through pretty much anything because they have a, a festival every weekend. But right. even still, that's going to hurt. It's still going to hurt. I think Bonnaroo mm-hmm. was just shut down, too. Is Bonnaroo shut down? That doesn't surprise me. Have you heard anything about ABS Chicago yet? I have not. So it's still on my schedule. I'm still planning on maybe going. I actually probably won't go this year because I'm not working. So I'm like, I want to go. Just like you and I talked about, we wanted to go and like share and go to do this podcast there. But part of me is like, I'm not getting paid. Yeah. And how long are you liquid? How long are you liquid? And you don't have to actually answer this. Yeah. But the question is, how long are you liquid before, oh, man, I really got to get clients back to the salon. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing. And I, think, and I think that's what everybody needs to, like, ask themselves. Like, right mm-hmm. now, like, how long can I survive and not work? Yeah. Have income. And, yeah, you know, hopefully most people are, like, only one or two weeks. 
Yeah. Hopefully they have enough to do, you know, I, I know for myself, like I might be able to survive like a month. Might. That'd be tight, but it's like, that's what I have liquid. Yeah. But that's hard. And it'd be really, really challenging because your bills don't go away. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. But, but now they're like, like mandating um, mandatory quarantines. I mean, you have yeah. you know, schools that are quarantining. Um, I just got an email that said um, Paul Mitchell canceled Beacon this year. Does that mean or that paper? the Paul Mitchell's... What? They canceled Caper or Beacon? Yeah, Caper. Yeah. They canceled Caper. Yeah. Oh, man. See? Um, yeah, that, that I think that's crazy. And then, like, you know, I just got an uh, email, like, as I was pulling up, you know, from the grocery store, um, buying toilet paper. Not because I was hoarding it, but because I was out of it. You know, yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> well, you're um, like, you could find some. <laughs> the other day. <laughs> um, I rolled up and, and they just announced that uh, Premier Orlando is going to move to August. Seriously? Yeah. Um, I know Rojo just changed his dates for uh, Expo. Really? Moved Expo from May to September. You know, it's, it's you know, and Mike Karg moved his unplugged from Zurich. He, Canceled that and moved it to September. Oh, really? Wow, interesting. So, and, you know, what what is a really good transition is you know what's going on at these schools because you know like, and I'm talking about trade schools now. I'm not talking. I mean, I'm going to yeah. focus on mainly the the um, the cosmetology schools, but you know, we were lucky enough to go hang out with these these kids at the the cosmetology at Nicarojos at a in Tribeca and Soho. Right, you know, and everything was good, and we were chatting about it and laughing about it and whatnot. But what's going to happen when when you know those schools close? Reluctantly to Nick because I know Nick doesn't want to like buy into it. But no. at some point he's going to have to go ahead and just be like, "Yeah, okay, we have to," you know. Yeah. And those student loans don't go away. Oh, exactly. And he's, I mean, I know he just put out something today about you know to clients and to the staff. And yeah, we'll see. I mean, it was a good, it was an awesome experience going in and talking to the students and stuff. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. And, and I thought that the, uh, that the attitudes were pretty cheery in the, in, in what was already going on because we were there and, and there was that state of emergency that was going on. So. They just, yeah, they announced the state of emergency up the day that we got there. Yeah, Saturday, yeah. At this point, we're going to like cut into having uh, this conversation. Just actually put an insert in here of a little bit of recorded of Brian's and my conversation with the students in the Erosio Academy um, at the time that we were there. Psychosomatic. It's all in your own head, but it always happens. And, and happens, I mean, think about it in relationships. I mean, that's when that seven-year itch starts happening. That's when you know all that kind of stuff. You always need to be changing your life about every seven years. You know, yeah. so you could specialize in haircutting, and then seven years later, now I'm going to be a colorist, or now I'm going to open a salon, or now I'm going to be a photographer, or now I'm going to you know go back to beauty school. That's one thing I recommend to everybody: is if you really want to be a great at your skill set. Go teach it in a beauty school. Yeah. These guys have a tough, man. Because all of you have opinions. Yeah. You know, if you didn't have opinions, it'd be a lot easier. But all, oh, I don't like it like that. Well, screw you. It's not right. <laughs> exactly. How about exactly. you? I came here because I wanted to really 
be like learn more about styling hair and I honestly don't like it that much anymore. Mm-hmm. I like coloring and cutting because I feel like I can see the change like you were saying before. Uh-huh. Like I like to see the difference and like how I change the hair. And I'm also a perfectionist so styling gets me like agitated. <laughs> <laughs> it really gets me so nervous. Oh my God. Like a bump, I'm like, okay, take the whole thing down, redo the whole thing, you'll be sitting in a chair for four hours. Uh, I would say that that perfectionism, I used to be a perfectionist, and I learned that once I I was able to let go of that perfectionism, I realized that it wasn't, it was more um, about the fear of doing something bad as opposed to doing something great. Um, And once you let that go, you'll be a lot happier and a lot more things happen. I think that comes with things, like doing something Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. And you're just like trying so hard. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get like so frustrated when I'm styling. Like someone will just help me to put their hair in a high pony. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was so... so... Oh. I have PTSD from Yeah. I don't know. And like a year ago, you're like, whatever. <laughs> no, I like it. I think it's so fun. And I also had like an opportunity. So my dad's like, just go to school, get your license, and like just start knocking on doors and like take all the opportunities that you get. Right. So now Great advice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. How about you? I really like uh, styling and cutting. Um, like if I'm really dreaming big, I really want to be Lady Gaga's hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like... But by that point, like, wait, she'll be obsolete. Awesome. She's already like, like, awesome. I know. Didn't we just meet Lady Gaga's hairstylist? She just did her hair for her newest video. Who? Last night, she was with Brian. I forget her name. The lady who just won the newcomer of uh, Naha. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I like. Yeah, she yeah. she was just telling me she just got done shooting Lady Gaga's last video. So <laughs> she's she's. So she's. So that person is here, close to here. Yeah. Um, reach out to Brian Walder and find out how to get hold of her, and then. Go become her shadow. You know, yeah. she's actually she's actually um, going to message me. So if you message me, once she messages me, I will ask her if it's okay if you message her. I, I would have a heart attack. Yeah, so you, <laughs> you message me and tell me that, and then when she does, I'll, I'll try and pick you up. That would be amazing. Uh, because I, I kind of gave her some advice. I gave her some advice about, about because uh, she just won Naha. Okay. So I gave her some advice. So she's like, I really want you to help me on that. Okay, okay cool. So yeah, I'll do that. That would be amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that, I know it's it's great, but this here's the crazy thing about our industry. This is how it works. You get to know someone, meet someone through that, and then just like it's that whole networking thing of staying in touch with people and really mm-hmm. like like letting something happen. I will tell you guys a story when this is off. Remind me. <laughs> I, I can't. You know what it is, and, and it's I, yeah, I can't yeah, go yeah. on social media. No, that's fine. Yeah. So yeah. I, I will tell you guys a story. Just remind me to tell you that story. Everyone that's listening to this is going to be so pissed off. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's Nanya. Nanya business. Nanya. You're going to miss it. <laughs> it's too bad. But not even you hear the story, then you're like, we already canceled. <laughs> and the thing, the thing um, about, you know, about what you said about networking is, so I have a tendency that like everybody that I meet and that are a part of my networking group becomes my friends. You know, and, and like I do a lot of bands, like a lot of bands. Um, those are really my only clients that I do now are, are bands. And so it's like, oh, 
that's so-and-so. And, like, I'll be watching, a, like, MTV or whatever, or actually what still has videos. Mm-hmm. MTV doesn't have videos, but, like, whatever program. And I'm like, oh, that's, you know, Tyler Childers. He's a, you know, he's a friend of mine. And, and you know, people think I'm name-dropping, but it's not name-dropping at all. What it really is is, hey, this is somebody that is a really dear friend of mine. You know, you should, I mean, if you ever want to meet them, I'd love to, you know, like, it's not like, a, oh, well, I was hanging exactly. out with, you know. Exactly. Because you think hear how I talk all the time. It's what really, was that? You hear how I talk all the time, yeah. and it's... And it's and I think well, it's okay. Same. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally okay. I mean, I name drop you all the time. I'm you like, should, oh, I'm should. always hanging out with Ryan T. I'm pretty, I'm pretty fantastic. I know. Well, just ask me. <laughs> just ask his cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay, exactly. Awesome. Yeah, I like the, the, the whole outfit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, how yeah. about you? Um, so I used to model, and uh, now I'm like really into like doing like editorials, and I did a few. Um, like, I did a runway show, like, a few weeks ago with my friend who's, like, goes here, who did my hair for Underground. Um, and that's, like, something that I really want to get into, like, um, doing hair for runways or editorials. Like, I love, like, being creative and, like, making, like, just, like, something that, like, is very different and, like, not, not a lot of people do. I love, I love doing that. So, that's so cool. Yeah. And I came to hair school because, like, I've always done like my parents hair my friends hair and it's just always been something that like i love to do passion (laughs) that's so cool yeah make sure you follow people and get to know like i mean get to know and work with you know follow like ryan teal follow oh awesome (laughs) but follow i was gonna say but follow like charlie price or yeah. um, Peter Gray. Oh, yeah. Um, or Eugene Solman. And, you know, those, they're like some of the top session people that are doing, working on the runways and doing the fashion shows and doing editorial mm-hmm. stuff. They're like amazing. And I would really, really recommend like following their career and just really kind of learning where, you know, where they're going and what they're doing now. What time is you guys' lunch on? Okay. So we should probably ask the last question that we ask every single guest, but have them just say one. We could do that. Uh, so we pack, yeah. Yeah. I was. I had just had one quick, qu- okay. one last question because I think did she say that you just won a scholarship? Yeah. What? Tell us about that. I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I was extremely happy about it. I won. It's the licensee Beauty yeah, Oh, you oh through Beauty Changes Lives. Yeah, license to create. Um, and yeah, so you just submit a three to five minute video, not used to making videos, you know. Yeah. Um, and I basically telling like your story of you know why you're going to beauty school, what got you into it, um, how it's going to impact you, challenges you've had. So I made a video and I won the scholarship. Congratulations! That's super awesome. I'm glad that my money's going to somewhere. Because <laughs> I I go to I every year for the last I don't know quite a few twenty years maybe I try to go to the Beauty Changes Lives um, event and yeah. also to their dinner every so often. So like the money that we're raising in fundraising for yeah. that same. I, 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 I have no clue about Beauty Changes Lives whatsoever. Oh that's yeah. I mean, I that's okay. I never win things. So at first I was like, I'm just gonna do this. It's just a video, and I'm nervous about this this time around because I applied. I'm like, no, it's so good. How many? I've actually 
probably like so started like being like, no, I don't need to think like that. Let me start like visualizing like winning and being great and doing what I want. And then like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty. Um, it's it was just weird. Confidence builder. Yeah. Yeah, and I got That's... it, and it made such a big difference. Like I probably would not be able to like I wouldn't have the money to be here and without that. Like it worked out perfectly and perfectly. That's timing. kind of like. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it was a Mentally. like life changer for real. <laughs> that's so cool. How many of you guys have ever done entered like the Beacon contest to go to Beacon, or have heard of it? No. I don't know what that is. What is that? I'm very uncultured. <laughs> well, Beacon is a student conference that they hold. Where is it in Long it's Beach? In Long Beach. In now. Long Beach now. They moved it, and it's and it's all for students, and they do it's like a mini trade show for students, and they have like guest speakers and um, that come in and do presentations and work with everybody, and it's usually I think there was about two hundred students across the country that they have to do similar mm-hmm. apply. You usually do some kind of project for it, and then they choose the winners from that. It's a really 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 cool, great opportunity. Possibly. I don't think so. I don't think they do, but I think they also do. But there are, I think there are like other organizations and associations that will help with some of that stuff. Which I think, you know, it's really, it's really the more you get involved in your career, in the career and the field, the more you kind of like it expands and you see there's so many more, there's so much more to it than just cutting hair behind the chair or coloring hair behind the chair or, you know, it's like you can do so many different things and it's, it's pretty cool. It's very, very cool. Anybody else got any last words? Wise wisdom before we do our questions. final question. Do y'all um, follow Philip Wolf at all? Yes. Yeah. We went and sat in one of his classes in Orlando, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. We sat. He's the dreadlock guy, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 The dreadlock guy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's ask our question. You ready? Go for it. You're you're the you're the you're the question guy. So one thing that uh, me and him have in common <coughs> is music. We're both really like freaks about music. I mean, like I have like a record collection. I think you have a pretty huge record collection as well. It's not huge, but it's like it's growing. So, um, <laughs> what are you guys listening to right now? Like, like, what is something new or something that you're like just hooked on right now? Like one band. Oh, well, I was gonna say like genre. No, we we we, we want to like hone it into like a band because of this. Because what we're gonna do is we're gonna listen to it and then we're gonna go listen to it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I do. It's like I listen, except except when except when they were recommending K-pop. Yeah, I was like, I did not go and listen to K-pop. Or what Andrew does hair listens to, like, uh, like what was he listening to, like, like kind of like the new failure. Yeah, failure and and all that. Like, yeah, lame. (laughs) Do you guys follow Andrew does hair? Eighty-eight. He's got like 516,000 followers yeah. or something like that. He's, yeah, he great. He's great men's looks, by the way. Oh yeah. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. He is. He does. He does. Okay, so what are you guys into? What what band are you guys into? What, what band can you not stop listening to right now? 
I mean, I have an album. What is it? It's called Psychedelphia by um, Mary Jane Cooper. Okay. It's from like the '60s. She's amazing. Okay. It's like Psychedelphia. Um, Psychedelphia, yeah. Um, I'm not heard of it. It's it's oh, all the songs are so good. There's these two. It's um, um I've got what you want, and then it's uh, no no it's you got what I want, and then it's I got what you need. Yeah. Oh yes, is, yes. Like, that is fierce. Okay. <laughs> but it's good. That's awesome. Who else? Yeah. Um, I've been listening to this girl called Grimes lately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember Grimes. She's, she's mm-hmm. awesome. Out of Canada. Yeah, yeah, she is out of Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's definitely better than Beanie Eyelash. Yeah. She has such crazy things. Like, what is she I actually like, like her much better than Billie Eilish. I like Billie Eilish. I like Eilish. I know. <laughs> oh, is that say, that's who that is? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, her brother's really good. Phineas. I like the brother. They're together, Phineas, though, no? I like that name. He's too, yeah. the one that writes her songs. Oh, totally. He also produced her music, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he yes. started doing his own music, and it's so much better. Oh, Phineas. Phineas and Yes. I listen to, I mean, I, whatever. I listen to Morphine a lot. Morphine? Oh, wow. Last one passed. Yeah. I love Morphine. I'm a 90s kid. So. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to, like, a mix. Like, I tend to, like, find one song that just, like, hits me and I love it, and then I'll jump to another song. Mm-hmm. Another song. <laughs> but I like um, this song called Joanna. It's, like, Afrobeat. I think mean, this person who does it. Okay. And it's, like, very yes. kind of, like, Jamaican. Like, it's just, like, a, I don't know, I just feel love it. And then, um, like, I like, love my Birkenstocks. Okay. It's my go-to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Birkenstocks. Didn't their music kind of change, it though? Did. It did. And I, like, at first wasn't into it, the, the change stuff, but... I actually like I've the change stuff better. And I'm like, I just love their voices. I love, like, a lot of their lyrics, and I still listen cool. to them. Who else? Oh, I said, I'm listening to like Dan and Shay, but that's like now. Everyone else gave like such cool answers. What no. is it? What is it? Dan, Dan and Shay. Country singer? Okay, never heard of them. I haven't either. I listen either. to Drake, but. Drake. I feel like you just listen to TikToks. So like, no, I don't actually. <laughs> I listen to like Drake, Kanye, and. Let that hair go. I do not. <laughs> 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 I don't love TikTok because of the music. I love the music. Oh, I also listen to Bishop Briggs a lot. Like constantly, she didn't do a lot of like I haven't listened to her recent stuff, but her earlier albums, just love her. Cool. Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys, yeah. 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 Oh well, they play that at the salon all the time. Yeah, my brother just broke me off. I love the Arctic Monkeys. I, I love that whole Britpop era. Yeah. Very, very exactly. Like Oasis is the greatest rock and roll band of all time. No. I thought Slayer was. I'm not a rock and roll person. I'm not an Oasis fan. Oh my god. The Beatles were an Oasis cover band. Uh, <laughs> now we have a problem. Uh, now we have a problem. How long's British is going to come out? <laughs> You're British. So what about you two? You guys have a... Uh, you actually said something. Uh, Gaga. Yeah, oh, Gaga. We already. Yeah. Like like, yeah, yeah, I'm Lord, yeah. How about you? Uh, Grimes. I had like a a phase of Slipknot for a while. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> 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 like sitting in my room, like. Isn't doesn't Slipknot have the job? The, who follows the who follows? That's Slipknot? insane cloud. Insane cloud. Okay, yeah. I was like, oh, oh wait. I love them too. 
That's, that's weird. Yeah. The posse that follows them around yeah, or whatever. The juggalos. The juggalos. juggalos. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, my good friend is a juggalo. Oh, wow. That's weird. <laughs> that's super weird. I'm not gonna pull any punches. That's kind of weird. <laughs> that's super weird. They dress up like clowns. Oh, okay, okay. I'm a weirdo. That's good. <laughs> um, it's it's cooler than than being a furry. But hey, I'm not I'm not here to judge. Oh my gosh, yeah. my friend went. Your friend's a furry too? No, no. She like followed these furries around like for a while, and then she just like hung out with them. My friend Via, she just like chilled with them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Were you? Oh, you probably were not. There was a time, there was a, when I was working with Paul Mitchell, we were at a, I don't remember where it was, but it was like part of the convention was furries. Oh, yeah, I've, been, I've, I've had that before. And part, it was like, <laughs> and they're all like having sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, hate, like, I think that's what you furries are everywhere. Yeah, there was like a convention. It was like a convention, but it was in the same time we were doing a hair show. Really? It was in the same building, and it was just like. <laughs> that must have been kind of funny. It was hilarious. What are you listening to? What am I listening to? Um, I've been liking, really listening a lot to magnetic fields. Yes! Okay. Yes! <laughs> Bitter tears! <laughs> right now, <laughs> I'm like, I've been, I kind of been going a little back and listening to them at okay. the very moment. Cool. I've been listening to a ton of The Cure. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Like a ton, like just like, like, like I can't <laughs> stop listening to them. And then also the new Nick Cave album. What? And now we're going to head back into our regular conversation with the Super Important Podcast. That was a fun experience going in there. And, and like, I got to go see, uh, you know, his whole underground thing where you did that wig. Well, you thank you so much for your help. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Yeah, the underground is a cool experience. Have you, um, I think it's a really cool thing that he does. And I'm glad that he kept it going. Yeah. Shut it down. But what he does is he invites all of his team, and I didn't realize it until we talked to the students that he invited the, some of the students too. Yeah. So a couple of the students from each of the schools were got to do basically whatever they wanted. It was kind of like their way of looking at a trend forecast or to like just do something wild and wacky. And everybody got to be a, do a creative outlook on and demo and then talk about what they did. I thought it was really cool. It was a great experience. I thought it was cool. I, I liked how, how he took not only his own stylists, you know, from his three salons, um, and, like, not only, like, a few of them from, from like, the three salons. So, like, he might have taken, like, one or two from this salon or one or two from that salon or whatever. But he also invited, like, you and Derek and... Um, Brian. Is it Mike from... Brian. From, what? Uh, Brian. Brian, yeah. from, well, Brian Waldron from uh, uh, Connecticut. Yeah, and then there was also like that other guy from uh, Long Island. Oh, oh, uh, Richie. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was cool too. That like he he really truly like went to his network as opposed to, you know, just focusing on his salons, which I think is I think that's smart. Yeah, I think it's a really I think it it was really cool, and I'm glad yeah. that he invited me to do it. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, no. I like I, I think the concept was pretty good. What was that? I thought your concept for the wig was pretty good. <laughs> you liked it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. We'll have to post this on, on Facebook or Instagram after. Uh, you'll, you'll have to post the end result on Facebook or Instagram after we post it. I know you already did, but you'll have to redo it so everybody can go look at oh, it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I can post it on here, too. 
Oh, that's a good idea. Because we could do, let's see if I can find it. Like a file share? Yeah, I can do, I know, if I can only remember how. Fuck, I, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to try. <laughs> um, and then uh, we, we went out to, to have kind of a, I guess it wasn't happy hour. It was, you know, just kind of have a couple of drinks afterwards. What's, what's the name of that bargain? Uh, Adora Lee. Adora Lee, yeah. That was, that was kind of cool. I wish yeah. I could have had some of the food. Hmm. The food but I, just, the food I didn't eat pretty much the whole time I was in Manhattan this last week, I think. I don't think I really ate at all. We had that sandwich. And, yeah. Oh, the, then we had, after talking to the students, that was a great meal. Oh, yeah, I had the duck um, ravioli. Yeah, those, it was so good. After but, I, I left you, by the way, I went to a little place called uh, Rodney's um, right there in Hell's Kitchen, and um, I went and had a couple of drinks, for $5 drinks. Oh, really? Yeah, not 18. Yeah. And um, hot dogs for $2. Oh, you went to Rudy's. Yeah, Rudy's. It was great. With, with the peg up. Uh-huh. And they usually, do they give you free hot dogs, right? Well, yeah, if you check in. But also, I mean, the hot dogs are $2. Yeah. Usually, if you're like, if you're nice and you're just like, hey, they'll give you a free hot dog. Oh, really? <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were at... Um, Adora Lee's, and then we uh, uh, Nick asked us to come back the next day and do um, um, a podcast for the students. A podcast for students, which, to be honest, I didn't want to do that. I mean, I was completely anti that. That was right. it. Was, was at first I was like, "Well, how are we going to do that?" Yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense. And then I yeah, was it kind like, of sounded disjointed to me. Yeah, you know, because but a lot of the people that are on this podcast specifically you know, are people that, you know, we've either known for a long time or known of for a long time, so it'd be kind of difficult to do students. Yeah, but I think it turned yeah. out pretty good. I, I think, think it turned out great. I can't wait to share it in this same podcast. We'll tie it yeah. in and let them yeah. hear some of the snippets of it. Um, I think, uh, well, then after that, we went to go to uh, the HVAs. Oh, yeah, we did. That was super fun. It was yeah. working. It was really amazing to, like, catch up with some people, and it was fun to watch some of the Elevate Hair stuff going on, and yeah, you know, I mean, I like it for about a minute. And here's my thought on it. Okay, I want to hear. Yeah, let's hear your thought on it. I like the idea. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the teachings. Um, I have an issue with, um, like how they swap out the teams for one. Okay. So like DJ and Barry were on stage, and then like I think that that Barry got done quicker, so she stepped off the stage and somebody came and DJ was still on the stage? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention at that point, to be really honest. But yeah, they, they do. I mean, and uh, the teachers do that as well. And that yeah. just, it, it, to me, it just kind of seemed a little disjointed because I'd rather have my team with me. Everybody start together, everybody stop together. Right. Um, so that's kind of my whole thing. The other thing I don't like is I would like to see, and I know it's not about education, but I would say less DJ. Yes. Not DJ the person, but as in like, like disc jockey. Yeah. The, the less disc, disc jockey, <laughs> less spinning music, <laughs> yep. more chat. I, I, I would almost prefer more chat. Yeah. You know, and I know that they're trying to do something a little different, which I get, and I, you know, respect to the Elevate uh, people and, and how they, they've really grown it, and respect to Hairbrain, who, you know, we talked to Gerard, who wants to come to our podcast with us and whatnot. You know, respect to that. It's just, I personally enjoy that. I think I like this almost more than I like this. 
you know? I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like to visually watch, but I wish there was more communication. Yeah. Like, now, I mean, I like the artistry now. So this is the different part of it. It's like the artistry. If it was more like uh, noise. Yeah. Where it's like you go in, you got a couple minutes or, or more like the, uh, inner, or the, what was it called? The alternative show. If it was more like the alternative show, then I would like I would think that would be really freaking cool. But see, the problem with that, see, that's what I kind of, that's what I want. But the problem is nobody's doing the alternative hair, right? Or maybe I missed. Maybe we missed it. Well, we missed the like I will say, uh, hair fucker totally did. Did they? Well, that's when we walked in, and all, oh, yeah, all that was all hair fucker stuff. Okay, so, so that's different. Did. But that's why they started it. They did it, and then it just went. Yeah, it should have flip flopped. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, and and like I would love to see Peter Gray do it. I mean, that, that was probably one of the highlights of my whole weekend was, was getting yeah. to talk with Peter Gray. I'd, like I almost threw up when I, when he walked by. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he walked up, and, and I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, that's Peter Gray. That's fucking Peter Gray. That's Peter Gray. I've all I followed him my entire career. Right. Uh, we're friends on Facebook. And so I'm like, hi, Peter. My name's Ryan. And he's like, don't you ever introduce yourself again. He's like, I know who you are. How's Tuesday? Blah, 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 blah. My daughter. Um, and I almost cried. I had to walk away. I was like, oh, my God. Peter Gray's talking to me. You were so funny after you, after you came back talking to him. It was a, you were like a school girl. Oh, totally. totally. I was totally a school girl. <laughs> Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It was awesome. But he did some he did some collections. See, I don't think that all artists can do something as inspirational all the time. Oh no, you can't. It's really hard to. Yeah. But he's done some collections that like like I go like every time I want to be inspired, I'll go back and look at those collections again. Right. It was that dark collection. And um, oh, then also that um, the thing that Randy did on Hairbrain that one time, the video of him getting oh, ready for the yep. Veda Congress. Yep. That yep. made me want to just like go ahead and just like shoot myself in the face because I'm never going to be that good, you know? Last year he did a really, really, really awesome thing um, for Erosio at Expo. Oh, really? Yeah, he did an hour and he just did like, I want to say he did like six transformations on the same model side by side. And he was just like talked his whole way through it. And like, it was incredible. He just went from one style to the next style and he had makeup artists changing the makeup and nail people doing nails. And he went, just kept building and building and building on the model. And it was absolutely incredible. There's gotta be, I wish I had video footage of it. I know that Nick probably does somewhere. But that was absolutely amazing. Peter Gray is like one of the most talented people that I've ever been able to like watch. Yeah, I've never been able to see him live. I've always wanted to see him live. Uh, Tuesday, um, Tuesday went and worked with him one time. Um, and uh, she worked with him up in Seattle. And it was a big thing for salon service. What was it salon? No, what salon service group? It was... Sydney Berry's company. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of her company off the top yeah. of my head. I've known her for a long time. Um, but it was that distributor up there, and they carried a bunch of different lines. 
And Peter was up there, I think, doing something for Moroccan oil because he, he does work, work for Moroccan oil. And Tuesday said, hey, can I come up there and, and help you? And, you know, because she does cornrows, he's like, definitely, because you can always anchor my, my wigs for, for me. Yeah. And um, um, I guess there was some drama with another distributor, with another manufacturer. I might have told you the story. I'm, I'm going to leave names out of it. Yeah. I, respect the, I respect the company and the person that had the drama, and all of that has been taken care of. So I'm just going to get rid of it. Um, but it was pretty dramatic. Was and what it was was um, the headlining act, the set, because it was a two day show, and there was like, I think it was like five manufacturers per show or per day. Okay. Um, and the headlining act, so the last act, the last day, was a pretty big manufacturer, still boutique but probably one of the larger boutique brands out there. And the, the creative director or the, the artistic director, actually, of uh, that manufacturer um, didn't get the right kind of models that he wanted. Oh. So he flew in, didn't like any of the model choices, got on a plane and flew out. And... Oh. <laughs> totally and everybody's going I would have went to go see those two this guy and and Peter Gray and Peter heard about it and Tuesday told me that he's like well you know the show's got to go on and so he did a whole nother show didn't have any format did a whole nother show um and blew them away and you know what I think what I think that is, is I think that's I think sometimes when you put um, when you put what what is it called? Such high hopes, or not even high hopes, but like you, you try to have like such a high like caliber of of you know like all these rules, like a writer, you yeah. know, like like um you know when you do a hair show, you have to have like nine, you know, seven foot eight, you know, seven foot tall, like black models that can fit into a size one, right? right? Nobody's gonna ever find that. So if you only get like like eight of those models and then one white girl, you could, if the show doesn't go well, you could be like, well, I didn't have that ninth model. Right. You know, yeah. where if you could just be like, like, like Peter did, and was like, well, let's have the show go on. We're going to take the mom and the daughter that are sitting in the audience. That's not what he did, but I've seen like Michael yeah. O'Rourke do that I've before. That where he was like, We're just going to take regular people and do a great show for you. Yeah. That's skill. I've done it a hundred times. Me too. I do it all the time. Well, I was going to say, you kind of have to do it. If you're a really good educator, you can just, you have to like roll with the punches or like your class, yeah, yeah. you know, when you teach a class, you go in and you just have them bring a model. Mm -hmm. Don't even know who's going to be there or what they're going to look like. And you just go in, do it. And then you start with a consultation and just work with that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I prefer it that way. Now, I would love to be able to have some, some uh, uh, prep. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'd be so awesome to have a. Uh, it'd, it'd be so awesome to have a. Uh, a budget and a little bit of prep and be able to put some, you know, money well, behind it. But on the other hand, I can make anything happen out of anything. And right. Well, I mean, just look at the, my Rojo Expo model. Exactly. I didn't have any. I never met her. I. Talked to her briefly via, you know, messaging on Instagram. Gave her the dates, times, location. She showed up. That's all we knew. I brought a bunch of crap with, and we made something not happen out of it. Mm -hmm. And we didn't. I think 
you, with your help, we did it in less than an hour and a half. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was I know. Funny. That was funny. That was so funny. Because we had like, what, uh, they were expecting <laughs> us to get there at three? Huh? They were expecting us to get there at three, right? Oh, they were expecting, people were started there at 11. 11, yeah, 11. And I was like, no, no, we'll get there about three. Yeah. <laughs> and we showed up late, 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really start till four. We were yeah. done by five. Five. We went and got some food. We went and got food. <laughs> and sat around. And then sat around. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be able to roll with stuff. And what's funny is, is I kept watching everybody's eyes and everybody's eyes the whole time that we were building it. They were like, at first, they were all like, hmm. They're <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then towards the end, everybody was like, oh, that was awesome. I, yeah. I love that. I love that. But, you know, you got to make things happen. You just have, yeah. the only way you know, as a good educator, you make things happen all the time. And whether it's in the salon, whether it's, you know, on the stage, whether it's like in a small event, it doesn't matter. You just have to roll with it, make it happen and just go with it. And I think if we can share anything, that's one of the messages I think you and I should share to everybody. Just yeah, yeah. care about everybody, go help. And that's actually what I've been trying to tell my team going back all the way back to Corona here is like, you just got to roll with it. Don't be uptight. Clients, if they if a client shows up, you know, it's like I had two two stylists that had to leave yesterday. One had to leave because schools were shutting down and they had to have a so they had to run. Another one had to leave because her daughter, the school her daughter was in school but ended up with a fever and they were like, You have to take her home. So she had to leave. So all of a sudden I had two fully booked stylists. The clients weren't happy. And they needed to get back. They wanted to get in. They didn't care who they saw. And I didn't have any openings. Uh, and so we were like asking people to stay late and to help and squeeze and like roll with it, which is going to help everybody in the long run. But I did have one person who was like, nope, I'm leaving. Right. Like, one person can't. And I was like, wait, you didn't help the team. What the heck? You got to yeah. have a team. You got to like, let's all work together to make this happen. And that's when, when you put like a mental note, not a team player. Exactly. Yeah. Which is sad. So, but you gotta, you gotta do that. And the other thing that's interesting is I run an, you know, association and now we're having these discussions now, like we have Gino Stampero coming in, in um, May and we have class in April, a class this month. And I'm like, what do we do with this? You know, do we like keep them going? Do we reach out to everybody and see if they still want to come or do we like just move on and just like it does, it's not going to like affect anything. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I had our executive director reach out to Gino today and see how he feels. I'm like, just talk to Gino and let based on that conversation, let's make a choice of what we're going to do. You know, I would almost say odds are Gino's a road warrior. I, I can kind of see Gino just going ahead and doing it. He might. I kind of do too. And that's why I was like, I'm not too worried about it. At the yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's done this enough and he's seen the H1N1 and the Avian and the Y2K. <laughs> Y2K, everyone was going to die. Yeah. I was actually afraid. I remember, I remember Abe Barron. I went and had dinner with Abe Barron, like, like I think December of 1999. And I remember he was just like, it's the end of the world and this is what's going to happen and all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and I remember sitting at, at my local bar on, on like right at 
midnight and we're like, yeah, nothing happened. Nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> yep, nothing. Not, not a single thing happened. <laughs> totally. It was um, crazy. So, do we have anything else important to talk about? No, I think we covered pretty much everything. I do too. Uh, I, uh, I do want to ask, are you, have you changed anything that you've been listening to since we um, uh, talked to the students? Well, um, I pulled out, actually, since you and I were talking, we talked to the students, I actually have been digging into the cure again because I actually haven't really listened to them for the last couple of years. So I've kind of like went through a bunch of their older albums and starting mm -hmm. starting back in 78 and just slowly moving towards... Uh, the Imaginary Boys, great album. Uh -huh. And uh, pornography. I like discog. Is it discography? No. What is it? Pornography. Called? Pornography. No, there's one I thought it was discography. Maybe it is pornography. Yeah. So, what are your top three? What are your top three um, uh, cure albums? Oh God, I don't know the names of them. See, you're killing me now because uh -huh. I gotta look them up. <laughs> gotta... I'll give you mine right now. Huh? I'll give you mine right now. Okay, go. Um, so, so, and I like them in this order. Well, not in this order. I like them all individually because they are all parts of like this band's life mm -hmm. because he's had so many changeovers in, in people that are in his bands, but these three albums happen exactly almost like, I think it's like 20 years apart. Yeah. It might be 10 years apart. Okay. I can tell you, I got them here. Um, it, but it's the same members, all three. Okay. And it's pornography. Yep. Disintegration. Yep. And Wild Mood Swings. Okay. And if you listen to each one, it's a progression in our lives. Because I grew up, I think I'm, oh, I'm younger than Robert Smith. But, like, you know, the first one is very young and angsty. The second one is, is you know, kind of like, you know, the marriage era. The third one is, like, coming into your own as an adult, you know. Right. It's really, like, I love that whole progression. And when I listened to one of those albums, I had to listen to all three of them. Interesting. What was the last one? I want to remember that one. Uh, Wild Mood Swings. Wild Mood Swings. Okay. Some of the songs in that one I'm not super happy with. Okay. But like, there's a few of them in there that just hit you hard. Just like Disintegration, I, might, I think, might be one of the saddest albums ever, ever created. I would say yes. <laughs> I was and just... everybody says Dismiss and Morrissey are sad. No. Morrissey is um, ironic. Yeah. Robert Smith is sad. <laughs> <laughs> He's... Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So what are your what are your top three? I'm gonna say like the ones I was just listening to, I was listening to Disintegration. Uh-huh. Um Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Great album. Pornography. And mm -hmm. then I was listening to The Imaginary Boys. Those are the four that I just put on my phone and was like listening to. And Three Imaginary Boys is uh is uh is more punk rock. Yeah, it is. Well, that was that was my introduction to them. Was back in it was in high school, so 1980 is when I like started listening to The Cure, and it was that was like the first album I ever heard, and I really dug it, and I just kept like listening to them all through college. And I was an alt kid. <laughs> my my favorite album when I the first album I heard from them was, and you can't find it now, was um, Singles. Which one? Standing on a Beach Singles. Was that, what was the album cover of it? It was like an old dude standing on a beach. I don't know if I ever saw that one. And it's um, Killing an Arab. Uh, and oh, I think they yes, got rid yes. of it because no. of the whole like 9-11 thing. Yes. 
Um, but it had like Love Cats, it had Let's Go to yeah. Bed, it had Charlotte Sometimes. And you could find those all individually, but that was like a collection of singles, which I, I loved. Oh, nice. Um, and then I have changed, you know, a little bit of my music. Um, I have just rediscovered Yacht Rock. Ah, nice. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And your, your top three Yacht Rocks? Oh, my God. There's so many good ones. But you got like three. Um, well, obviously, Hollow Notes. And I can't put this in any specific order. But uh, Hollow Notes is up there. Um, Africa, by far. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Toto, I mean. Yeah. And then I'd say Sticks, Come Sail Away With Me. See, does Sticks fall? I always wonder, does Sticks fall under Yacht Rock? I would say, well, I don't really know. Because, I, I mean, I, I've never really listened to it. I mean, I've heard people say it, and I've heard of it. But I've always thought it was, like, new music that was kind of, like, supposed to sound like, um, um, what was it? That oh. Penn and Teller, but... Uh, Captain and Tennille. Captain and Tennille. I thought it was. I thought it was like, like younger. You know, like uh, Empire of the Sun. Like I thought it was like that kind of music. Okay. Um, but then when I just now realized that, oh no, it's the original. Music. Well, yeah. Then I love that music. So right. I don't. And I've always just kind of lumped Sticks in there. Not all of Sticks, but definitely like Domo Arigato. Like the whole like, you know. That well, that's whole, what I was wondering. I was like, I have never, I have never put Sticks into the yacht rock category in my own class. Yeah. Kind of. But they, they, I can see how they fit in there. It's kind of yeah, like, like an elevator. Like there is some elevator type music in that. I think. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Captain and oh. was the first concert I ever went to when I was like ten years old. My parents made me go to the Minnesota State Fair. We watched Captain and Tennille. Oh wow, wow! I still stuck in my head. I don't, I don't know why. I never did like it, but it was like. That's still, I can't remember what my first. That was my very first concert I ever went to. That's cool. Well, uh, right. I say we sign off. Uh, yeah. uh, everybody who's listening, thank you guys for listening to a super important podcast about hair. Yeah, and hopefully uh, we'll see you again. Thank you so much again for listening to a super important podcast about hair. Featuring Stephen Adams and host Ryan Teal. Hopefully we'll see you again. If you want to follow us, follow us at a super important you can follow us also on apple and also on google play to get download our podcast hopefully we'll see you soon